which he had been charged. It was only by overhearing bits of his conversations with the abbots of the monasteries where we stopped along the way that I formed some idea of the nature of this assignment. Our journey lasted two weeks, and during that time I had the opportunity to know, never enough, I remain convinced, my new master. Brother William's physical appearance was at that time such as to attract the attention of the most inattentive observer. His height surpassed that of a normal man, and he was so thin that he seemed still taller. His eyes were sharp and penetrating. His thin and beaky nose gave his countenance the expression of a man on the lookout. He had perhaps seen fifty springs, but his tireless body moved with an agility that I myself often lacked. He sometimes stopped at the edge of a meadow to gather some herb, always the same one, I believe, and ate it in moments of greatest tension. When I asked him to let me taste it, he said, laughing, that herbs that are good for an old English Franciscan are not good for a young Benedictine novice. This strange man also carried with him in his bag instruments that I had never seen before, which he called his wondrous machines. At the beginning I feared it was witchcraft, and I pretended to sleep on certain clear nights when he, with a strange triangle in his hand, stood watching the stars. The Franciscans I had known in Italy and in my own land were simple men, often illiterate, but he said to me, smiling, that the Franciscans of his island were cast in another mould. Roger Bacon, whom I venerate as my master, teaches that the divine plan will one day encompass the science of machines, which is natural and healthy magic. God wishes them to be, and certainly they are already in his mind. Who Brother William was, and what he was doing, you will perhaps deduce better from the actions he performed in the days we spent in the Abbey. Nor do I promise you an accomplished design, but rather a tale of events, wondrous and awful. And so we reached the foot of the hill on which the abbey stood, and it is time for my story to approach it, as we did then, and may my hand remain steady as I prepare to tell what happened. The First Day It was a beautiful morning at the end of November, during the night it had snowed, and the earth was covered with a cool blanket, and as we toiled up the steep path that wound around the mountain, I saw the abbey for the first time. I was amazed, not by the walls that girded it on every side, but by the bulk of what I later learned was the edificium. This was an octagonal construction, whose southern side stood on the plateau of the abbey, whilst the northern one seemed to grow from the steep side of the mountain, a sheer drop to which they were bound. I felt fear and a certain uneasiness. As our mules strove up the last curve of the mountain, my master stopped for a while to look around. "'A rich abbey,' he said. "'The abbot likes a great display on public occasions.' Accustomed as I was to hear him make the most unusual declarations, I did not question him. This was also because after another bit of road we heard some noises and an agitated band of monks and servants appeared.' One of them, seeing us, came towards us with great cordiality. "'Welcome, sir,' he said, "'and do not be surprised if I can guess who you are, "'because we've been advised of your visit. "'I am Remigio of Varagine, the cellarer of the monastery. 
and if you are Brother William of Baskerville, the abbot must be informed. I thank you, Brother Sellerer, my master replied politely, and I appreciate your courtesy all the more, since in order to greet me you have interrupted your search. But don't worry, the horse came this way and took the path to the right. He will not get far, because he will have to stop when he reaches the dung-heap. When did you see him? the Sellerer asked. We haven't seen him at all, have we, Adso? William said, turning towards me with an amused look. But if you are hunting for Brunellus, the horse can only be where I have said. The Sellerer hesitated. Brunellus? How did you know? Come, come, William said. It is obvious you are hunting for the abbot's favourite horse. He went to the right, as I said, but you should hurry, in any case. The Sellerer gestured to his men and rushed off along the path to the right, while our mules resumed their climb. "'Tell me,' I said, my curiosity aroused. "'How did you manage to know?' "'My good Adzo,' my master said. "'During.'